Welcome back. Hello, welcome to another episode of Black Girl Chit Chat. It's mm-hmm. Alice and Octavia, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a guest today. I don't know if we were saving that <laughs> later to say or not, but I yeah, couldn't can say that. We have a guest with us, Brooke Sheeran. Hello, my name is Brooke. And we are very excited to have her. Um, but I think before we get into what we uh, invited Brooke to talk about, we just wanted to kind of recap a little bit. It'd be a little, um, uh, I don't know. It's like at the beginning of episodes when they're like previously on. <laughs> previously on. In 2020. <laughs> yeah, it would be a little irresponsible not to at least, you know, acknowledge the things that have happened since we last talked. Mm-hmm. And we last talked on August 6th, so that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. But even though we didn't have episodes, like lots of important things happened that we probably talked to our friends and family about. Maybe we didn't make an episode. Yeah. Um, so since then, we have seen, well, I'm not sure if it was before, if we made an episode about this or not, but John Lewis the civil rights legend and U.S. representative passed away. Um, And we, I mean, I didn't know that much about him, but I sure learned a lot by hearing all the things about his, all the things that his fans and friends and family members, et cetera, uh, co-workers, yeah, all those different people had things really beautiful things to say about him. Um, the Beirut explosion happened and that was really crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're blaming it kind of on the government on negligence with how they dealt with More like yeah, explosives and stuff. Yeah, like they confiscated them or something and then never did anything after that and that left that led to them just exploding. Mm-hmm all during the coronavirus so a health uh, a, a health crisis in the middle of another worldwide health crisis um, all this craziness with the US Postal Service occurred like I don't even I don't really know the half of it so yeah we'll get back to that though because <laughs> that has to do with what we're talking about yes, today. i actually do know a lot about it because i researched so much so i can definitely talk about that yes Brooke. oh kamala <laughs> kamala harris mm-hmm. is now on the democratic ticket running for vp so that's <laughs> interesting that's <something>. <laughs> <laughs> um All the colleges, a lot of colleges are back to campus, you know, at this point, some schools have been, I've been back to school for two weeks, not on campus, but back to online university, uh, Zoom university, and you guys have been back to school for three weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, but there have been students who have been back to campus for that that amount of time, or shorter or longer, depending on where they go, and I think, um, all the campuses that, that have had students back have had COVID outbreaks. It's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the schools thought they were doing with um, 
with with passing out little hand sanitizers and towelettes <laughs> and calling it a day because I didn't do nothing. <laughs> they didn't care either. Yep, they don't. They didn't care. Um, and a lot of schools have been lying about how many people are sick. So that's that. But we knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was also the shooting of Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. And uh, another shooting that followed that in Kenosha, which is uh, where he was shot um, at a protest, I believe. And last night we have the, the death of Chadwick Boseman, very sadly, mm-hmm. at the age of 43, to colon cancer. That's a horrible year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a horrible month. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah, all this is, I mean, the last time we, we had an episode was in August. Like, yeah, this really has all occurred in the past, three like, three weeks. It's very disturbing. Like, that amount of stuff happened in, like, 20, uh, or, like, in 2005. Like, that was, <laughs> that was, like, a year that much. Oh, that's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well... We say all that to say, um, you know, I hope you guys are keeping up with the news, just knowing what's happening. It's, it's important. So, yeah. I do want to say also that I know that it's like really stressful and overwhelming when you're looking at the news and you see all these headlines all the time. I know you guys have talked about like how to be productive when being depressed and stuff in the past. <laughs> so you guys should definitely, all listeners should check out their previous podcasts because that's really helpful. Thank you for the promo, Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that was our first ad. (laughs) Everybody take care of yourselves. I know that specifically for me, I literally don't look at the news because, like, it depresses me so much that I just can't look at it. But I still, like, hear the news just from, like, social media, people around me, but, like, I do not go on CNN.com and, like, scroll through, but, like, Brooke, like, she's on CNN, like, every hour, like, just checking up, which, I don't know how you do that, but, like. I mean, I actually try to expand a little bit from CNN just to, like, all news sources, because it's important to just get unbiased information and try to see, like, real news is from different sources, but mm-hmm. I do check it a lot. But I literally find- all of them are biased. I mean, I know. The one that I would say is the least but if you biased. biases. Yeah. But I, oh, think, wait, I think there was a lag. Yeah. It like glitched. What did you say? I said, well, maybe if you're getting news from like opposing mm-hmm. types of bias, that can help you find a common, br- a common ground for yourself to. Yeah. Right. Like I would say personally, I only view left leaning stuff anyway but typically I look at PBS NewsHour which I would say is the least biased of all of them like I would say it's right in the middle in terms of just giving the actual facts and no interpretation of those facts and then I also look at um, the Washington Post and then CNN um, and then any other local news that I find also like I've looked at WRL a lot recently also but anyway I personally look at the news a lot because it makes me less anxious when I kind of know what's happening Mm. what's happening is always horrible i know but (laughs) sometimes they report on good things like i know specifically wrl has like a good news of the day like oh yeah yeah, i've seen their like puppy shit like they'll be like oh someone adopted a doggy yeah 
but after you hear about like something really terrible then that can actually be very like therapeutic to like hear and see and learn about you know yeah I would say also though like my news intake is exclusively political like I only follow like CNN politics or um, Washington Post politics those kinds of things and if there's anything other than political stuff that's major news I usually hear about that just from like life yeah but I just exclusively look at that and that usually includes like the voting stuff and also COVID stuff just like anything that's important in my opinion yeah everyone take care of yourselves Let's get into the topic. Today we're talking all about voting. Voting 101. For those of you who are like undereducated because our school system and government sucks and they don't want you to know anything. Or for those of you that know things, just a little reminder in case you were thinking of not voting. Please, please vote. I'm begging. Like, I'm literally begging. Even if you're not voting for, like, president, vote locally. Please, that still matters. We cannot have this Republican governor. The thought just made me sick to my stomach. What's his name again? Dan Forrest, right? Yeah. Even the name sounds so racist. (laughs) Dan Forrest. Do you know what I mean? Now you have to say it with a twang. Damn. <laughs> Damn forest. <laughs> There's something wrong about it. Oh, gosh. Related to a KKK member. He probably is. His slogan is run, forest, run. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. All I know is I've been seeing those ads on YouTube about how it's Every like Dan Forrest has been having indoor <laughs> gatherings with no masks. Yeah. yeah. Dan Forrest does not believe the coronavirus is real. <laughs> Literally every day. Like, that's that's really true. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't take any of those political ads seriously for any information. Like they just straight up lie on those things because it's allowed. You're allowed to lie, but um, it it is a fact that he actually. They had photographic proof. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he doesn't think coronavirus. Is a thing. <laughs> he said so something. Yeah. Okay. Like he thinks it's fake. See, guys, so you gotta vote for a governor, please. At least, like, you can't just not vote because not everything is just about president like even if you're like oh whatever president doesn't matter which still does but even if you think that like there are other things to vote for so please show up please Mm -hmm. so let's get into the nitty gritty of all the nooks and crannies of voting (laughs) i'm excited to learn (laughs) on his facts brooke just some facts okay so I let's just start with like the basic fact that this election is called the general election, and you probably just remember there was just an election that's called the primaries. The general election are the final two candidates for each position that are being voted on between, and the primaries are where there are multiple candidates, meaning four to five per position that you are narrowing down essentially. So in the primaries in March, we narrowed it down, and now we have two per position on the ballot in November. I guess I call the general election. And that election is occurring on November 3rd, 2020, this year. Um, So definitely mark that date down. However, early voting, and and this is also gonna be kind of specific to North Carolina, but if you have questions about your state and aren't able to find any information online, um, you can DM me at B-E-S-H-E-A-R-O-N on Instagram. Self promo. And I will help you find information about that. I've had a couple people um, DM me from like Tennessee and other places and having questions, so I can help with that. 
um, but this will be probably North Carolina exclusive. Um, and in, in North Carolina, there's also early voting from October 15th to October 31st. And a lot of people I find don't actually know about early voting. And early voting is just the same as the election day, where you have the same ballot um, and you're voting on the same people and you can go in. And the reason they have early voting um, is to help avoid the voter suppression that you can see on election days with the long lines and having to vote at your assigned voting location within your neighborhood. Um, so early voting is actually very useful because there's so many days that you can go. There's rarely ever lines and you can go to any of the early voting locations in your county and there are multiple. It's required to have at least one per county, so there will be multiple. Um, and you can go to any of those locations, not just the one you are required to go to, meaning that if you are a person of color in a predominantly person of color neighborhood, I would recommend going to a early voting location in a white neighborhood because it is going to be more efficient and have more technology, literally, just because systemic racism is a thing. And rampant. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be taken seriously. So I would personally recommend strongly to early vote, meaning to vote between October 15th and October 31st. Um, and if you look up like Wake County or Mecklenburg County or whatever county you're in, North Carolina, early voting locations, it'll have a list and you can find your nearest one. You could go between the hours. The hours are usually 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. the whole day. Um, and you can very easily vote. I remember in the primaries, I voted within literally five minutes, not an exaggeration, because no one is even there. Mm -hmm. One other thing about early voting that's really useful to know is that if you are not registered to vote and you miss the registration vote, um, like the registration to vote deadline, which I'm about to go over, you can register to vote at the early voting location. Now that's not true of the actual voting day. So that's another great way to um, participate in early voting and an incentive to participate in early voting is that you can go get registered right there, vote right after you get registered and leave. Oh, wow. um, so yeah. yeah, that's really useful. So like I said, I would really recommend early voting. If you're wanting to vote on the actual day. Which why, first of I, all? I don't really know why <laughs> you would, but let's say that's the only day you were able to vote. You are going to have to expect that there will be lines and you need to stay in line. Especially if you're black. Yeah, I, I know that it's going to be hours long lines going to seem like what is the point my vote is not going to matter, but it will it does stay in line. So you don't want to have to face those issues early voting is the way to go 100%. Oh, also, can't you like get in line like if it like closes at seven if you get in line at seven, even if the line is like eight hours yes. long, you can still vote at like 2am. Yes, you just have to stay in line. As long as you're in line within the hours of operation for voting, you are allowed to vote. Um, they're required to make sure people vote because it's illegal not to, technically. And is there anything you have to do to be able to vote early? No. The only thing you have to do is show up. Now, if you're registering to vote at early voting, it is required to have an ID of some sort. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a driver's license, it can be a passport, some sort of identification, because that's what they use to register you, because you have to be having lived in the county that you're trying to register in for at least 30 days, and you have to prove that you're a citizen before you can get registered to vote. But if you are already registered, you need nothing to go in. They should not be asking you for identification when you're voting. That is illegal. Um, all you well, I guess it's dependent on the state, but it's illegal in North Carolina. Yeah, sorry. Like, I, again, all of this is North Carolina specific, but you should not be bring, having to show your ID to vote. That is completely illegal. Um, and you know, it, you shouldn't have to do that. So if you do, if they are like, show your ID, you'd be like, that's illegal, take your ballot and go vote because you are allowed to not show your ID. Unless you are registering. Yes. So mm -hmm. the difference is if you're already registered, no ID needed to vote, 
if you're not registered, an ID is needed to register, but an ID is not needed to vote. That's the difference. I know the difference for some of my friends who may be listening who are in Virginia. Uh, the past times that I've voted, I've only voted in Virginia because I've only been old enough to vote while I'm, mm-hmm. I was there. Um, they would ask me like what my address was. I don't know if that was like them just messing with me or if that's how they do it in Virginia, but I guess just know what your address is if you're voting in Virginia. They never asked me for my ID, but they asked me for my address, my street. I would predict that that's because they want to confirm that you're registered in that county. Because mm-hmm. if you vote in a place where you are not registered, like that includes county. So I know so many people that are like, I'm registered in Mecklenburg County, but I'm currently trying to vote in Orange County. Your vote will not count. You have to be registered in that county. So that would be my prediction of why they asked that, but I'm not sure if it's illegal to ask that or not in Virginia. Okay. But yeah, just make sure that you are registered in the county you are trying to vote in, which is my next point is that you have to be registered in the county you're trying to vote in by October 9th, 2020. And yes, technically you can register at early voting, but I would highly recommend that you just go ahead and register right now. Um, And I'll give you the links and everything. I can do that right now, actually. If you go to... um, ncvoter.org is the headquarters, I would say, for everything information um, North Carolina specific for voting. And that is where you have the links that you can use to vote online or vote by mail. If you vote by mail, you send it in for your, in, in your information to the North Carolina State Board of Elections and they will register you. I would just highly recommend doing it online. It's free. Um, the actual thing for what it does, payments.northcarolina.dot.gov. And that'll leave you the straight thing. But if you can't get there, I know people have to reach out for some reason, just go to ncvoter.org and it will take you there. Yeah, no, sometimes the websites just straight up don't work. Like I remember last year, like shout out to Cheney. Cheney was trying to like um, see if her absentee ballot was in and like the website would not load to show her like sample ballot. So she just didn't know for like days and days and she would call and they like won't answer. Like they're gonna do everything in their power to make sure you can't vote, basically. So what I also recommend is to vote in person. Like I don't even think that anyone should vote by mail. Because to be honest, they're throwing it away. <laughs> in my opinion. And also of all the people that I've ever talked to, like, and I've talked to, like, at least, like, six different people about, like, absentee voting, whenever I ask, like, they're always, like, yeah, like, I never got my absentee ballot, like, I never heard back after I, like, mailed in my request, and it'll be, like, two, and they'll send this in, like, two months before. So, I would agree with Alice. I want to get to that a little bit later. I just want to do a restriction, but I would agree to say that you need to vote in person. I, I, I can't say, I know, I understand if you have um, immunocompromised family members or people that you're living with or if you yourself have some issue with that you're afraid to get coronavirus with any like to be honest it's no different from going to the grocery store if you vote early there's literally less yeah I would agree with that but I understand I can't tell you to do you know to risk what you think your like chances are getting coronavirus (laughs) um but I would recommend (laughs) the person especially if you vote early there's gonna be no one there actually like really and you can vote any time of the day. No people are going to be there. I would just really recommend doing that. Also, you can wear gloves. You can wear a mask. All you're going to be doing is you're going to be handed a paper ballot by someone who will have a mask on and you have a pen. So if you don't want to touch the pen and don't want to touch the ballot, bring gloves and you fill it out and then you can throw away the gloves immediately, take off your mask. It really shouldn't be an issue. That's why I would recommend, especially with the USPS stuff going on, 
um, I would recommend voting in person. But to be able to vote at all, absentee or in person, you have to be registered to vote. And to do that, like I said, you can register online or run mail. Both the forms and the links are at ncvoter.org. And when do you have to register by? October 9th, 2020. Um, and that means not just register to vote, period, but register to vote where your vote will be sent. So I don't care if you were voted, if you were registered in Orange County because you were going to UNC and now you're home at Mecklenburg. Like, if you're voting in Mecklenburg, you need to be registered in Mecklenburg. That's what counts. So, doing that, basically. Okay, and then two other important deadlines. The first is the deadline to request the absentee ballot. So the process of an absentee ballot, if um, I, I found some people that don't know what that is either, an absentee ballot is when you are voting by mail instead of voting in person. And to be able to vote by mail, you have to request a ballot because they're gonna send you the ballot with the candidates' names on it and everything. And then you return it with your vote on it. So there's two steps to it. So the deadline to request the absentee ballot, to actually request it coming to wherever you are is October 27th. However, you need to be requesting it right now if you're planning to vote because it'll take forever to come to you. Like Alice said, there's so many issues. It'll take forever to get back. You just <laughs> got to do it right now. Right. Also, some people may have already gotten them. Like I know like we already got ours. They just already sent an absentee ballot. Yeah. Like for some people, but other people haven't gotten one yet. So just request it. Like even if you think, oh, they'll just send it to me eventually because you know your friend got one. They just might not. Like it's kind of random. Yeah. So I would just request that right now um you need to be sending it in by october 20th i would say the official deadline to, re to return it with your vote on it is november 3rd the day of the election however if you're mailing especially through usps you need to mail by october 20th you're going to be counted if it is if it is received after november 3rd which it might it won't be counted which oh, tell them how you can take it in person like drop it off oh yeah um Another thing is that when you're returning your absentee ballot, you can either mail it to the North Carolina State Board of Elections, or if you live locally, you can return it to the actual physical, like, North Carolina State of Elections building, and I would recommend doing that personally, because, um, you know, you're eliminating the risk of the actual mail part, like, you're handing it to them directly within their hands that they can then count the vote. So if you're doing that, those are all steps to try to get your vote actually counted. But I would say, please vote in person if possible. So what if someone requested an absentee ballot and they don't get anything in the mail, they're like waiting around to see, will your vote still count if you just decide to go in person then? Yes. So your absentee ballot only counts for your vote if you actually turn it in with the vote on it. Even if you requested a ballot, you're, um, if you go in person to vote, that is fine. The only time you can't vote twice, as they say, is if you send in an absentee ballot with a vote and go in person. So you can request a ballot and you're like, I'm not getting this, this is crazy. It's October 1st. If you haven't gotten it by October 1st, I would suggest calling them immediately um, and seeing what the deal is. But yeah, I, yeah, you can vote in person even if you requested a ballot. So you're saying if Cheney requests an absentee ballot to vote in North Carolina, even if she's in California, yes. and it never comes. She can early vote in California, register there, and vote. As long as she is registered in California by the time that their date is, like their registration mm -hmm. due date, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think that's something people may not know. You're allowed to be registered as many places as you want because they understand, I guess, that people move around and stuff, as long as you just vote once. If you vote more than once, then that's, that's what's illegal, but you can be registered in many places. Actually, that's untrue, is okay. that technically when you're registered somewhere 
uh, when you re-register for somewhere, your other registration is deactivated. You're no longer registered. So okay. you can't be registered in more than one place at a time. Um, so technically, Cheney, for example, if she, we keep using you a lot, hello. <laughs> but if you wanted to, let's see, you're registered in North Carolina right now because you care about politics here. But if you find that your absentee ballot is not working for whatever reason, you're going to be re-registering in California and you will no longer be registered in North Carolina. Okay. But it's not like you have to cancel your, your yeah, registration. It, it cancels it automatically. Exactly. Okay. Now the next, I would say basic, as I describe it, is beyond the dates, they're actual people who you were voting for. And I find that a lot of people don't know that you're voting for more than president. I know Alice has already touched on this a little bit, but you're voting for president. You're voting for your senators. You're voting for your representatives. And then you're voting for governor. Then those are the main four, I would say, nationally. But then you're also vo voting for state and local things, meaning your state senators, your state house representatives, your agricultural commissioner, yes. like all these, your relatives. state Supreme Court. I, I think a lot of people don't know this too, because social studies education is so bad, <laughs> but there is a house and Senate in each state in addition to the government, like national mm -hmm. house and Senate. So you're voting for all these things. You're also voting for your judges, essential, essential. If you care about defunding the police, if you mm -hmm. say you care about Black Lives Matter, Voting for these judges exactly. is important. Like, for example, if you were out there protesting against SB 168, get your butt to the polls. Because the people who are passing these bills, yeah. you are the ones that are voting for them. We need to vote them out of here. We got to get them up out of here. Okay, school boards is also something you're voting for. And school boards is really important also. Half of these people, the majority of these people, actually, not even half, more of that, are moms from their house. They are not politicians. They are just moms. And a lot of them you know, are unqualified <laughs> and, and racist. And you need to make sure that you know who you're voting for for that, definitely. Um, so those, that's everything you're voting for. And that's a lot of different things. Um, so one, make sure you know what you're actually voting for. And two, make sure you know who you're voting for. And I know it's kind of overwhelming to be like, okay, there's all these positions. Who am I actually voting for? Well, the North Carolina State Board of Elections has a website. And I'm going to say it, it's kind of long, so I'm going to say it slowly. It's V t.ncsbe.gov. Um, yeah, that's fine. And then once you get there, it'll be the home site and you can find everything else. And when you go there, you can find the registration lookup tab. It should be on the homepage, very easy to find. And you can look up your name. Now that's another way you can see if you're actually registered. If you don't know that you're registered and you want to check, you go on this website, you put in your name. And if you don't come up, you're not. And if you do come up, you are registered, you click on it, and it'll have your sample ballot. It's not up there right now because it's a little early, but by October 1st, for sure, it'll be up there. It'll look like it, it'll be the ballot, a PDF, essentially, of the ballot that you're going to receive either in person or by mail, and it'll have exactly what it's going to look like when you get it, and it'll have all the positions, all the people, and you can just be like, read, like think about, like, what uh research each person essentially the sample ballots are so useful yeah, like, actually look at it because it is exactly what you get when you go into vote and you can look up everyone like do you believe in what they're standing yeah. for like do you actually want to vote for this person because even if they're a democrat you might be like oh actually they're like iffy to me like i yeah. don't really want to vote for them because i hear that they got charged with rape in 2010 like yeah then don't vote for them <laughs> Something else that I, don't, I think people don't know is that being a politician is a very public job. Everything you vote on, everything you um, participate in is public. So if you look up 
any person, like Cal Cunningham, for example, you can look at everything they've ever voted for in the past. And that's very useful when you're trying to decide if there's someone actually before it. Because a Democrat doesn't mean necessarily they vote everything that you care about. For example, the current mayor of Raleigh is not advocating for defunding the police, even though she's technically a Democrat. So, you know, sometimes your options are limited. Like mm -hmm. I would say between a Republican and a Democrat, you vote for the Democrat, in my opinion. I know this is a biased thing, but I'm biased in the right direction. I am being biased <laughs> in the in right direction. That I would personally vote for Democrats. And if you have a only option between Republican and Democrat, which is what's going to happen, I'd vote for the Democrat, even if they don't uphold everything you believe in. But it's always good to see what exactly I mean, they there do is believe. like the independent, but like, man, don't women. vote for them. Don't vote for them. <laughs> yeah. That's a waste of a vote. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, with registering to vote, like I said, I already said how you do that in cvoter.org. But if you're not sure where you're, whether you're registered and don't want to submit the paperwork again, go to the North Carolina State Board of Elections site. You can Google it. It'll come right up. You can see if you're registered or not. And I'll put all the like links and things and like the link to Brooke's Instagram in like the description of this episode on Anchor, which is like the platform we use. So like people yeah. can just click on stuff. Right. Um, the last thing, I, actually the second last thing I wanted to go over was how to vote. And I've already talked about this a lot, but you can either vote in person or by the absentee ballots. If you vote in person, you have the option of voting either early or on the day. I would suggest voting early. Because you can go to any of the early voting location sites, as I've said, and um, vote. You don't need anything unless you're registering, which you need an ID of some sort. But you, otherwise, you don't need anything. Um, if you decide to vote on November 3rd, you're going to have to go to your assigned voting location, which if you don't know what that is, you can also go to the North Carolina State Board of Elections. And website. you won't know what it is because they don't tell you anything, yeah. to be honest. Everything you got to look up yourself. So if you don't know what it is, you go to the website, North Carolina State Board of Elections, you look it up, it'll show your um, assigned voting place. Again, I really would recommend not doing that, but those are the two options. Now, voting by mail, as I've said, you have to request the ballot, then return the ballot, um, and then your vote will be counted, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more um, about what you know about the what's happening with the U.S. Program. Oh, yeah. Talk about oh, yeah, that. yeah. After you, you go through what you're saying. Um, let me just say this really quick, just so um, I, if people want to do this, they can. To, requ to request the ballot, you go to ncvoter.org, um, technically slash absentee hyphen ballots um, backslash, but if you go to ncvoter.org, it'll lead you to all the right places. You can just click on absentee voting, and it'll show you all the forms that you need. You just fill it out. It's very simple. It's like your name, um, address, and the thing with absentee voting is typically your, the problem with absentee voting is like a Cheney situation. Like, you're in California, but you want to vote in North Carolina, so you have it sent to your address in California. This year is a little bit different because people are voting virtually, or by mail, I mean, um, because of coronavirus. So you can still have it sent to your actual house, even if it's still in North Carolina. But anyway, you put the address basically where you want your ballot sent, where you're going to be. Um, and then you submit it back with the instructions on the form with your vote on it. And please make sure to do that by October 20th. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, so what I know about USPS. Essentially, <laughs> USPS is a public service the same way that the libraries are the same way that roads are like they are a public service but the problem is that they are not funded very well by the government it's you know you're supposed to, the government is supposed to fund these things so that they can actually function there's no private money coming into the USPS so they're not doing very well financially because their budget by the government is very low 
So what the government has decided to do is defund further the USPS, meaning that you're funding the private companies, FedEx, UPS, those things. And it's way more expensive and also way less accessible to a lot of um, poor and rural Americans when you're sending mail. Mm-hmm. And like small businesses. Yes. So, um, and when you send in letters and things, that's typically USPS all the time. The only time FedEx and UPS are involved are um, packages, I would say, even though they technically send mail. But any mail you're sending is probably um, received or mailed by the USPS. But they're being defunded because the government has decided they do not care. Basically. And it's on purpose. And don't think this is all an accident, yeah, guys. Like, there's no, like, coincidence that this is happening during a pandemic when people are voting by mail. Like, yeah. obviously, it's fascism, you know, yada, yada. So when they defunded it, they, I, I think some people might have seen this in the news. It was kind of big news where they were taking away um, post office boxes, you know, like the blue ones that you see on the streets. They were taking those away because they're, like, basically defunding so they're getting rid of less of their resources and going fewer places when they're delivering the mail. Um, people are having major issues with this, obviously, because an example, it, it can lead to voter suppression very easily, like fewer places to like, submit your vote, fewer places to actually get your mail, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So what they said, the postmaster general, who works closely with Trump, by the way, um, <laughs> the postmaster general said that we're going to make no changes until after the election. So supposedly, it should be fixed now where it should be normal until after November 3rd and then they'll start defunding it, which is a whole separate issue also. But technically they say it's back to normal now. I would say that it's probably not. That's why I say voted person, please. But if you're going to vote over by mail, please try to make sure you get in there as fast and soon as possible. I know that the North Carolina State Board of Elections is sending out um, the absentee ballots that have been requested by like now on September 4th. So I would request it right now, and they will send it out by September 4th. Probably get it about mm, September 15th at the latest. You send it back in literally that same day, and it should be back way in time. That's what I would recommend. Um, Yeah, so that's what I know about the USPS. Basically, it's being defunded, and it's a lot of people are having current issues with it because it's being defunded at a time where it really shouldn't be, and people are having questions about why that is the case. We all know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just get so creative with right. things they do. I would never think to mess with the, the post office. Like, no one even like thinks about the post office. Yeah. They're so smart. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, not they. Not they. I don't want to give them that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> no words. We no live in a fascist state, guys. The FBI is going to get me. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, they're coming for me, but I'm saying the truth, so what are they going to do? Stop being fascist, and maybe I won't have to say that you are. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, The last thing, the last spiel thing I wanted to go on was there have been a lot of questions because of colleges closing, which in my opinion is the right thing to do, but because of colleges closing, a lot of people have issues with their absentee ballots because they requested it to be sent to their dorm or their college address. And now they're moving home, and they don't know what to do about that. So if you request an absentee ballot um, to your dorm address or whatever, and you're not going to be there when it it is sent there, you can just request another one. It's fine. You just request another one to the address that you want it received at, so your home address or where you're currently living, and it will be received. Um, And if you haven't requested it yet, it's even better. You don't have to request another one. Just literally request it for the first time to be sent to your house or wherever you're Or you can just ignore it and vote in person. Yeah, but this is exclusively about absentee mail because I know people are concerned about that. Um, Also, 
Yeah. So another thing with absentee ballots, when you do request another one and it, it is sent to your home address, um, you let's say you're registered in the county from the college. If you request it to be sent to your home, your vote is going to be counting in their college county, not your home county. Mm -hmm. So if you want it to be counting in your home county, you re-register for your home county and then have it sent to your home county. So the example I gave in my social media stuff was, let's say you're registered in Orange County because you go to UNC where Orange County, I mean, where it's inside Orange County. And then you have to move back home to Wake County, but you're not registered in Wake County. But you want your vote to count in Wake County because now you care about your local stuff like Raleigh mayor and everything like that. So what you do is you re-register for Wake County, which is through ncvoter.org, like I said, um, and then you request it after you've confirmed that you've been registered back to um, Wake County. Now, if you don't do this and you somehow have problems with your absentee ballot and you're like, okay, well, I should vote in person then. If you're not voting in person, if you're not registered, I mean, to vote in the county that you want to by October 9th, you're going to have to go back to the county that you're registered in and vote in person. And that's a problem. A lot of people can't drive the distance to where they're actually registered. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you register in the county that you want to be in first, that's easy for you to access first, and then you can request the ballot and anything else that you want. So I think that's it I had. I'm open for any questions. But you wanted me to read some questions that I've gotten? Yeah. Okay. If they're not like redundant to what you just said. If they are, then don't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one person ask. Um, <laughs> I know I'm speaking a lot, guys. I'm just really got to make sure. I got to make sure. Um, I had one question about. Um, so, for example, this person had just gotten into UNC. They have not been to UNC. They were supposed to start August, but they did not go because like of coronavirus. Um, and they were asking if they can vote in North Carolina. The answer is no, you're not registered in North Carolina. You never lived in North Carolina. Just because you technically go to school in North Carolina, that doesn't count. So you're gonna have to vote wherever you're from. That was one question I got. Um, I think the rest were similar. Another question I got was, um, oh yeah, so one person just asked, like they're registered in their college county, but now they're going back home, how to deal with that. I gave that information already, okay. so just rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you gotten confused, just pause, go back. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, another question I got was that they are from one state, but they want, they go to college in North Carolina and they want to vote in North Carolina. How do you do that? Um, you re-register for North Carolina, not New York, and then you can request either a ballot or go to person in mm -hmm. North Carolina. Yeah, so every other question I got was things I've already said, yeah. but so yeah, like I said, rewind and everything should be there. Or if you still have questions, you can DM me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> It's been very informative. I was trying to keep like a list of just some some takeaways because you know some people let information go one ear, come <laughs> in one ear. And the people who are visual learners or like they don't they can't hear, just go to Brooks Instagram because this is all written out. And like there's a lot of organizations that do the same thing. Like they'll write out everything you need to know, put it in one place. And we had that Google Doc that we did for the primaries. We can put all this information like in another Google Doc and like Google Doc and link it and stuff. If it's hard for you to get to my Instagram or you just like don't want to, ncvoter.org is definitely the best website. So organized, so helpful. Mm -hmm. They also have a hotline. It's like one eight hundred 
vote, I think, but definitely check that out. But I actually called them about that absentee ballot issue because they, it wasn't announced what you do if you have college situation where mm-hmm. you requested it but won't be there. And they gave me very clear information about that. So um, ncvoter.org is definitely the best place. Also, the North Carolina State Board of Elections website where you can check to see if you registered. They have a lot of information as well. I would argue it's less organized than the ncvoter.org, but it's also there. Okay. So there's a lot of online resources. You just really need to look. Yeah. It? yeah. But to tell it to you short, please <laughs> make sure you're registered. <laughs> make sure you're registered to vote in the county that you are planning to vote in, mm-hmm. and you have to vote there. Mm-hmm. Try to vote early, mm-hmm. or go to register at the early voting polling place if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. Um, look up your sample ballot. I've never done that before, actually. So I learned something yeah. there. So your sample ballot is kind of like your study guide before the test, like exactly. <laughs> you're receiving the test word for word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you were given the test. <laughs> it's your study guide from that like really really nice professor who wants you to do well. Yeah, <laughs> one that doesn't exist. <laughs> Actually, that was my biology professor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the final day to vote, if you don't vote early, is November third. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But guys, just be realistic about it. If you are of the black variety, um, <laughs> as we and Octavia are, um, please early vote in a white neighborhood. Like, sadly, it's just how life is. Like, uh, if you live in a black neighborhood specifically, you're gonna have, like, one polling place. But if you drive to, like, North Raleigh, they have, like, 800. Because, like, they want white people voting, and they do not want you voting. So yeah. you just really have to be strategic. Also, another thing is because the general election, November 3rd date, is not a national holiday, it's very easy for working people who are working the majority of the day, which just happen to be usually people of color, to not be able to go because their boss let them off. There's no, like, legal obligation to let them off. But all of that is um, superseded by the early voting stuff. Mm-hmm. That really solves every issue. Please do that. Yeah. Can you see that window of time for early voting one more time? Yes. It's October 15th to October 31st. Mm -hmm. And note that the general is November 3rd. So you cannot vote November 1st, 2nd, November 1st or 2nd. Yeah. Look at that. You have a big window of time. Two weeks. You can plan. The hours are so crazy good. Like 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can do literally Mm -hmm. weekends. Yeah. Every day also. Every day. Not just the weekdays. Yeah. So please, please. (laughs) yeah the only other thing i just really want people to remember is you are not just voting for president but even if we were you should still vote because the reality of things are no matter how much you hate joe biden personally i want joe biden dead i really do but i still have literally no choice because we can't have trump for four more years like we just can't Also, your individual vote is actually very important when you're looking at things like the popular vote and when you're looking at the Electoral College. The Electoral College is determined by the color of the state, and North Mm -hmm. Carolina is a purple state, meaning it usually goes either way depending on the election. So Mm -hmm. if we can make it a blue state, all of those Electoral College points, as I like to call them, will be given in favor of the Democratic side, Mm -hmm. which is important. 
And then beyond just even that, the popular vote is also important. And the more votes we have, the better it is. I'd like to point out, especially for governor in 2016, when Roy Cooper won against, what's his name? Pat McCrory. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Pat McCrory was literally scamming and cheating his way into winning and they found out and they were like we got a recount and they recounted it was literally a difference of 10,000 votes guys yeah 10,000 votes that's like half of an undergraduate college 10,000 is <laughs> nothing so every vote counts please mm -hmm. vote please please all you kids who just turned 18 like <laughs> you don't just get to be like hey I'm 18 legal no <laughs> Use that, use, use this privilege that you have. Mm -hmm. And all of us who have, um, you know, parents, grandparents, siblings, friends, people who maybe don't want to vote feel like, oh, I'm just going to sit this one out, like encourage them to, to take an active role. Yeah when it comes to this. Remind them that it's bigger than just like them and that they can do their research. Like I really was thinking of like just not voting for president, but then I was like, no, like <laughs> I just have to. Like it's just for so many people, even the gesture of not having Trump there is gonna make a difference. Yeah. Like they just will feel safer. So we can even do that, like it's something. Something else also I'd like to say is that when you're voting for president, you're not just voting for that individual, you're mm -hmm. voting for their decision making on their cabinet, which yeah. is about what people that's hard to think. Secretary of Education, mm -hmm. Secretary of State, mm -hmm. Secretary of literally Supreme everything. Supreme Court. Yeah. You saw Brett Kavanaugh? Yeah. And it, it, what's interesting and horrible, in my opinion, is that Trump basically <laughs> has picked his friends and his family, like his literal children, to be on this cabinet. And they have yeah. no, absolutely no experience, neither in politics nor in the thing that they're actually trying to specialize in. Like, <laughs> the Secretary of Education does not have any experience in education. She, her, both her kids went private school and she went private school. No experience in public education. They, they just pick random people. But Joe Biden is much more likely to pick people that are actually um, have experience in the area that mm -hmm. they are, you know, doing. Another thing is like the economic advisors, so important. Like Trump doesn't even have economists in power. It's literally just people, like actually people. Yeah. So you just really need to vote for someone who will care enough to put people in charge who are economists or you know, education people or whatever. And I know it's traumatizing, like, for a lot of women, especially, yeah. to vote for someone who has been accused of rape. Yeah. It's a lot. Like, nobody wants to be doing this. Like, nobody, no one wants this. But, like, sadly, this is how it's always going to be. Like, until we can really, well, I would like anarchy. Until we can get all of these men up out of here, everybody is going to be a racist or a rapist or a combination of both most likely and it's triggering and it's horrible it's traumatic it's insulting it's degrading but like we don't have a choice because trump is just a thousand hundred yeah. times worse like we just can't deal with that anymore also bottom line is even if you don't like joe biden's specific policies on certain things like he does not want to defund the police mm -hmm. let's say you disagree with that the coronavirus thing, in my opinion, is enough to vote for a competent leader. Like, I don't, Joe Biden I, I don't think Joe Biden is competent, <laughs> but his administration could be in establishing a plan for this coronavirus that has gone on for months when every other country has it figured out. Yeah. Literally every other one. This is a serious issue that's affecting our economy, our international relations, and just our overall livelihood and domestically. 
So that's a really important policy issue that can't be overlooked. Yeah. yeah. It's like people are, <clears throat> it seems like so many of the, of so many people and so many politicians see politics as like a playground just to kind of do whatever they want. And we're, it's like, everyone's forgetting that it's actually a job. Like, yeah. yeah. Choose the person who's most competent or at least can bring in the set of people who right. actually are going to do the job. What's like, interesting? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. We, we need specialists to be able to do what they have studied for years to do. We don't need random people filling those roles and just playing around. Right. Sorry, I was going to say what's interesting is that politicians actually don't make that much money compared to what you think they would make. The only reason politicians are typically wealthy is because it requires a lot of money to actually run successful campaigns. So that's why they just happen to be wealthy. But they're not wealthy because of their political background in any sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, the point just being that it is a job and it's not like you know a Jeff Bezos kind of job. It's a normal job in my opinion and it needs to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Um. If, if anything, like 2020 has shown, I think everyone that nothing is really in your control, but here's one action that's kind of like, it's your choice to do it or not. Like, exactly. You might as well take control in this one mm -hmm. small way that collectively is like a huge thing, you know? Yeah. Like we can't control whether they throw our votes away in the mail or whether they burn it up when we vote in person, but we can control just showing up and at least trying. Like it's better to try and have them throw your vote away than to just be like, uh, whatever. And like I said, like even though if it doesn't matter to you, if, like you're white or if you're like me, you're just like, oh, it's gonna suck. It matters to other people and you just have to not be selfish and be like, even though this is traumatizing for me to vote for this person who's like not for like anything that I actually need, it's just literally like better than the other option. I keep thinking of things to say, I'm sorry. One other thing is that we talked about how important it is to choose someone who can choose a good cabinet and everything. But it's also really important to be voting for Senate. Currently the House is predominantly Democrat. And a lot of them are not up for election right now. So it mm -hmm. probably will stay Democratic. However, the Senate is very Republican and a lot of them are up for re-election. Mm -hmm. Tom Tillis, our North Carolina Gotta senator, get him out of Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. And, um, you know, if you don't understand how U.S. civics works, the House and the Senate have to agree in order for impeachment impeachment and also other just things to go through for example covid mm -hmm. um what is it called where they give out the money i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what, oh. stimulus checks oh stimulus. yeah stimulus. yes exactly um covid stimulus checks the house just approved a second one because our nation is economically declining and the senate's gonna shut the, that the down. senate actually already did <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually the third time that that's happened so Please, if you, you gotta get the Senate out of here, guys, they gotta go. Like, it has to turn blue. Like, we cannot have this Republican Senate. Because they are the freaking reason that Trump did not resign, because he wasn't impeached. The House tried to impeach him, and the Senate said, no, that's our best friend. The Senate has to go. You have to vote. Yeah. Why don't they just, like, making other people's lives more difficult? Like, because it makes their well, life easy. It, the economic argument is always overused. We don't have enough money. Is that why you're spending trillions of dollars on military? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have enough money for us, but they have enough yeah. money for them. Yeah. 
it's very possible if they just made it happen. I mean, we don't need to ask questions about this country. We know how it started. <laughs> like, this isn't going to be, like, an ethical place. Like, no. Like, we're not going to have, have, like, ethical people running things when segregation was literally, what, like, 50 years ago? Barely. Some schools were still desegregating in the 90s. Mm. So, yeah. My parents were the first desegregated, I mean, yeah, desegregated class. Like, their kindergarten class. Whoa. That's scary. And mm-hmm. it yeah, that was. We scary. have lots of grandparents who they're gonna make their they're gonna make sure their vote yeah. gets counted. Yeah, they and have they were the ones to do. <laughs> they were they were the ones who were around during all the segregation times, talking about yeah, this is how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, please do not let your circle on social media and your circle in Raleigh, North Carolina, or Charlotte, North Carolina, confuse you into thinking that North Carolina is liberal. It is not. Go an hour outside of Raleigh and you will see Dan Forrest and Trump signs everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So that's why I'm saying North Carolina is a purple state. Make it blue, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just gotta vote, guys. Like, only basically, like, Wake County and Mecklenburg County are, like, blue and, yeah. like, everywhere else in North Carolina is red. And, like, like <laughs> when Alex and I went to the beach, like, two days ago, I mean, not two days ago, like, two weeks ago, um, we went to Oak Island, which is um, near, like, towards the south part of the state in Brunswick County, and there were so many Trump flags on the beach, like, actually scary amounts, like, not even just, like, in their yards or at their houses, but on the beach, like, they brought that with them. It's just, (laughs) whoa. Yeah, that's one of the really, like, terrible things about ever going to the beach. I remember I, I, like, first noticed that, like, in middle school or something, like, those towns near the the water are really racist. Yeah, extremely racist. But there's yeah. no education. Yeah. Schools are terrible, but anyway. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we we gotta we gotta do something, guys. Um, <laughs> oh. And if you don't. Oh, if you're not going to vote, then please go to protest then. Just don't sit there and be like, I don't want to go to protest. I don't want to vote. Do one or the other. Pick one. Do both. Please. Something. Do something. If you're like, I'm not voting, then you need to be involved in direct action. You need to be mobilizing people. You need to be helping other people that want to vote. Because you can't just sit there and be a hypocrite and be like, well, I want change, but I'm not doing anything about it. Like, you have to do something. I know there's an argument that's like, don't shame people for not wanting to vote because they feel like the system is not designed for them. And that's a fact, that the system is not designed for anyone that is not white. And rich. And rich, really. And that's that's a fact. And I'm not going to say that that's not a fact. However, I will say that certain policies can benefit people, even if the people making those policies are not completely on your side. Like a COVID stimulus. Someone like Nancy Pelosi may be racist as hell, but they're still <laughs> giving a COVID stimulus that will help the people of color population specifically. Yeah. So I will say that even if you don't like the person you're voting for, and even if you know that they're racist, every white person is anyway, like <laughs> you, you, they can help you in ways that benefit you. And I would say that it is so like sad and really just demotivating when you think about who the options are and you're like, no one cares about me and the system doesn't care about me. So what's the point? But there is a point if we come together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's all. I guess that's the end of the episode. Yeah. It's been an hour and five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, thank you guys for <laughs> listening. If you listen, probably not. I mean, 
Hopefully. For those of you who did, we are very appreciative. Yes. Thank, you. With someone. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your oh, yeah. podcast. Thank you, Brooke. I'm, I'm so honored for your insight. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I, I know this will be helpful for at least one person. Mm-hmm. Which is enough for me. Yeah. It's like people who don't feel like reading and don't read things. Just listen to this. But yeah, thanks guys. We'll see you whenever we see you because now that we're in school, I mean, it's a lot harder to like find time. Mm-hmm. But we'll do our best. At least mm-hmm. once a month, I think, is beneficial in some way. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you.